Assalamu alaikum. Today's surah is Surah Al Kafirun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this surah, in its beginning, Qul ya ayyuhal kafirun, la a'budu ma ta'budun, wa la antum abidun ma a'bud, wa la an'abidun ma abadtum, wa la antum abidun ma a'bud, lakum dinukum wa ladin. First, let's think about the background, the context, the sabab nuzul, the reason for this surah's revelation. According to some scholars such as Ibn Juzayy, this surah was revealed when a group of people in Mecca, so this is a surah revealed in the Meccan period, uh, when the Prophet and his companions were, were a struggling minority, uh, that a group of Meccan leaders came to the Prophet and they said to him, let's come to a compromise. You worship our gods for a year and we will worship your god for a year. And from them was Al-Walid ibn al-Mughira and Abu Jahl and, and others. And the Prophet sallallahu reply was, I could, I could never do shirk, I could never worship um, idols or intermediaries or have anything between me and Allah. I only worship Allah directly. And this was not the only time that the, the disbelievers in Quraysh tried to uh, they tried to sway the Prophet either to leave his religion for some worldly gain or to compromise on bits of his religion or even now you know you worship our gods for a year we will worship your gods for a year Allah sends revelation to the Prophet he reveals it in response to this say O Muhammad قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ O disbelievers لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ I don't worship what you worship. This is filhal in, in the current situation. Wala antum abiduna ma abud. And neither do you worship what I worship. I don't worship idols. I don't I don't do shirk. That's not what I worship. And you don't worship Allah. Now this is the interesting bit. The the disbelievers in Mecca thought that they were worshipping Allah just with an intermediary. Just what's with an idol in between. The, they did not worship, idol, the idols were not God for them. The, the idols were a, um, someone between them and Allah. Let me just ask the idol to ask Allah for me. Just, you know, this idol is just special for, especially for the winter, especially for the summer. Allah is the one that gives me this, and Uzza is the one that helps me in war, etc., etc. Uh, you know, they, they, they were kind of messengers between the people and Allah. We, we are not pious enough to ask Allah directly. We should ask this, this idol. So the root cause of that, of that sense um, is, is that the idols were, were intermediates with Allah. So they thought that they were worshipping Allah, just with some, some, something in the middle. And that's why Allah mentions in the Quran, وَلَا إِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ If you ask them, مَنْ خَلَقَهُمْ Who created them? لَيَقُولُنَّ اللَّهِ They will definitely say, Allah. So they know, they know there's a creator and he's Allah. They know that Allah is the Lord of the Kaaba. They know about Ibrahim They are connected to their roots. Yet at the same time, they won't worship this Allah alone. And the main reason for that is social and cultural. We can't leave our forefathers' religion. We can't leave what our, our khandan, our country, our tribe, our uh, you know, legacies do. We can't do that. We can't leave that behind. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says the prophet he tells the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to say wala antum abiduna ma a'bud you don't worship what i worship you think you worship allah but you don't actually worship allah because what you are doing is shirk and shirk is never worship shirk is to make anything equal to allah to put anything on the same pedestal to make something have some power 
that Allah only should be having. So um, to, their worship of idols or their worship of Allah through the idols is not worship of Allah. Even if they think it is. Now the Prophet repeats again what he said in the, in the first uh, in, in the second ayah. First he said, لا أعبد ما تعبدون. I don't worship what you worship. ولا أنا عابد ما عبدتم. And even in the future, I'm never going to worship what you worship. To emphasize and to tell them, don't hope that just today, because I'm in a good mood, don't hope just today, you know, just now, uh, you know, you haven't swayed me, but in future I may consider. No, neither now nor in future. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. he further emphasizes and he kind of in, 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 by saying it twice that I am not currently and not in future going to believe or going, going to worship what you worship and the reason that the, he says it twice and the reason the scholars of Tafsir Sheikh Salih al-Usaymi included says that this means the first one means I don't do it presently and the second one means I, don't, I will never do it in future um, it's a grammatical uh, reason a, in the way it, the sentence is formulated in Arabic is that the first one negates a verbal sentence لا أعبد ما تعبدون نفي الجملة الفعلية and the second one negates a, uh, a جملة اسمية a nominal sentence you don't need to know the details but the point is that the Prophet وسلم, doesn't give them any hope now or in the future that he will ever compromise on his values in the um, in the last ayah of this surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concludes by saying لكم دينكم واليدين to you is your religion and to me is mine. This ayah, uh, many misinterpret to mean that this, it means um, letting everyone kind of have a choice. You know, you can have your religion and that's fine. You will still get salvation and you will still get paradise. I can have my religion and I'll still get my paradise. We can all go to our own paradises. But that's not the, the, the intent behind this ayah. This ayah is an ayatul bara'ah. It is an ayah related to completely freeing any association or link with the foreign beliefs. The Prophet wasallam says, I have nothing to do with, no association with, no link with your deen, your way of life, your beliefs, your culture, your religion. Um, that is for you and this is for me and we have, our, our, our religions can, can never mix, can, they have to be clearly separated. Um, and so this is an ayah to do with bara'a, to do with al-bara'a to min al-shirk, to say, to say we, I, my religion will never have any element of this um, you know, this worship of putting anything equal to Allah in any shape, way, shape or form. Nothing should be equivalent to Allah or hold any powers that Allah should solely hold. Um, so that, those are the, the summarized meanings of this ayah. Now we can step back and take a, a few points to reflect on. The first is the Prophet ﷺ was evidently under pressure to change his religion, to compromise his religion, to... Um, adjust his values to fit his society or even to you know give and take worship their gods for a year let, you know let them worship your god for a year but in all of these situations the prophet sallallahu response is a clear no the boundaries of our religion are very clear they're not blurry what makes you a muslim and what makes you a non-muslim are very clear that's not to mean that you and I can go around calling Muslims non-Muslims. But that is to say that this, this religion, its boundaries, its, its edges are not blurry. And that the Prophet ﷺ, despite the immense pressure he was in, he never gave in. 
and it's something we can learn from. You know, in the world that we are in today, there is always constant pressure on Muslims to change their beliefs, to take off their hijabs, to stop praying their salah, to you know just change a little bit here, change a little bit there. You know, remove that ayah, reinterpret that hadith, um, and and we as Muslims sometimes we may buckle under the pressure. We may buckle under the pressure, and there's and and this is a it's a human thing. It can happen, and we should take inspiration from the Prophet sallallahu firmness with his values. Uh, because we have to realize that sticking with your values is better in the long run. Uh, if you compromise something today, change something about your religion today to appease someone, to please someone else. Tomorrow it's going to be another thing and another thing until what's left is a very watered down version of your religion that has changed over time. And this has happened to previous religions. So the firmness, the strength to stick with what we know are our values, what we know are our beliefs. It's difficult. But it comes with a Kamal al-Tawheed, a purity of belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a sureness, a certainty, conviction that what Allah has given us, what the religion that we, uh, we associate ourselves with, the beliefs that we hold ourselves true to, they are logical, they make sense, they are rational, they are proven by scripture and they are in, innately, we know them to be true and we don't have the least bit of doubt in them. And, and to have such a conviction takes, takes time to build. Um, and takes time to, to look at other religions around us, other belief systems, other ideologies, and to realize that really we are blessed by Allah to have Islam and, and to be guided. Um, and to not be afraid to state our values, to not be afraid to say, this is what I believe, I'm sorry, uh, this, is my, this is what I believe to be right or wrong, these are my ethics, these are my beliefs, and to not sway from them. Allah says in the Quran that O Prophet والسلام, that you may have if Allah had not kept you firm given you steadiness and stability and strength you may have slightly turned towards them inclined towards them changed your beliefs for them or something like that but Allah gave him strength and thabat firmness, steadiness uh, clarity of mind and clarity of belief he knows who he is and he knows who they are and he knows the two can't intertwine and it's something we shouldn't be afraid to say to others and it's something we shouldn't be afraid to believe by ourselves you have your belief system you have your value system and I have mine I believe certain things are wrong you believe certain things are right my values are not going to change no pressure, job promotion, social circumstance, society is going to change the core beliefs and the core values of Islam. These are the thawabit, the things that don't change in Islam, the constants, the anchors that keep Islam still. There are mutaghayirat, clothing, the color of clothing, the cultural style of clothing, attire, uh, languages, the, all of these things can change, times and places change, but certain things in Islam don't change. And we should have the confidence as Muslims to hold on tightly to them. The Prophet وسلم, would frequently in salah recite قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ أَنْ قُلْهُ اللَّهُ أَحَدٍ And he would recite this, in the, for example, in the two rak'ahs before Fajr, the sunnah before Fajr. And why is it that, he, and uh, some narrations mention that the, he was heard reciting these two surahs in salah 20, on 24 different occasions, on 16 different occasions, on 20 different occasions. Why was that the case? Because Surah Al-Kafirun is equivalent to the first part of the shahada, la ilaha, you know, to negate, to, to, to say no to any other form of worship, any other belief system, value system, ideology other than Islam, to deny any association with any of those beliefs. 
and Qul Allahu Ahad Suratul Ikhlas is the equivalent to saying Illallah, only Allah to affirm Tawheed, oneness of worship, oneness of Lordship, that He is the sole creator, the sole one we worship is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sole one we turn to. And so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa would pair these two surahs together, Surah Al-Kafirun and Surah Al-Ikhlas. That's all we have for today for this surah, and I hope I've given you enough food for thought. Barakallahu feekum, wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.